Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who lost his hair because of an apocalypse. Frank, how are you today? Wow. Really? 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 I know. Yeah. I, I could have got it it's a true. lot of directions. It's true. It's an apocalypse it's called Bad Jeans. It was bad real, Jeans. Yeah. Your, oh, male pattern your, baldness. Your, mu- your mutated jeans. That's it. My mutated jeans gave, gave you me, no hair. Yes. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Uh, good. Well, good. Good morrow. How are you? Good morrow to you as well. It's the even time. It is. It is. <laughs> it's whatever the hell time it is people listen to their podcasts. Uh, hello, my friend. Hello. Hello. You know, I was, you know, going back to the no hair thing, I, my wife and I said this about you in our, the wedding photos. You have a nice shaped head. <laughs> you are and, the third person in the past week, like, like the past week to say those exact words. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. Sorry, I couldn't help. I just, what is it? About, thank you. First of all, thank you. That's a very kind you're, compliment. You're welcome. You made me. But why do people keep saying that? <laughs> well, not everyone not everyone does not everyone oh not goodness. everyone who's bald has a nice shaped head thank you thank you so you're you're very fortunate I that am. you have a nice one uh, apparently i mean people who could not be coordinating with one each other are all, t- all telling me this so unless you and my father-in-law are both talking behind my back um this is i can a, assure you that is not the case right so um so yeah there you go thank you thank you that's very Quite kind you're of so, you, um, and ki- so quite welcome. kind of your wife to say as well. You're so welcome. We only that's speak the truth. Funny. Wow, here. that's too funny. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, thanks. Uh, it's uh, how have you been? Have you been? Oh, I've been just fine. Yeah, I'm just fine. Enjoying enjoying time off from uh, from the day job. Yes, I am enjoying time off from the day job. Though the 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 time off is ramping mm. quickly. So now you know the the equation the. Equivalent is always June is Friday night, July is Saturday, and um and um August is Sunday. August is Sunday, but it's really like Sunday evening. It's just like this perpetual feeling of like, oh, here we go again. You know, we're starting that we're revving the engines, we're doing it again. So now my brain is like starting to like put you know start becoming it's in work mode now. It's like getting yeah. to that place. So vaca- you know, I'm I might not be waking up at five o'clock in the morning, but vacation's pretty much vacation is winding down real fast. I hear you. I hear you. It's probably worth mentioning because because this varies from place to place, but in New England and in most of the northeastern United States, in school Rocky doesn't start old New England. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. Uh here in jolly old New England, uh the school year usually kicks off uh first week of September, right? 
Uh, just yeah, last week in August, first week in September. There you go. So depending so, on yeah. depending some on folks snow days and whatever else. Right, right. At some parts of the country, uh, it, it'll kick off in August or whatever. So it's just worth mentioning, I guess. Right. You've got, right. You've got a bit of time. Um. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm glad. I had a lovely weekend. A lovely weekend up in Maine, or, um, away in the wilderness. It was just what I needed. It's nice recharge. But I'm back and ready to chat with you. What are What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a short path summer gin. Which I had never really encountered a summer gin before, and I was like, what is this? Because it's purple and stuff. And so let me tell you about it. Inspired by the wild juniper and blueberries that line the coast of Acadia National Park, our summer gin captures the essence of the main summers Zach and Jackson enjoyed growing up in the Mount Desert Island. A blend of fragrant botanicals, juniper and sweet fruit result in a smooth soothing gin best sipped on a hot summer day while relaxing on the porch uh it's actually pretty mellow out right now and i'm in my office not on the porch but it's still nice mm. wow is that the color yeah I'm right saying, it is purple wow wow i think it almost looks a purple label a purple bottle but it's actually the... no the the, wow. gin, the gin is purple it's almost um it's got the fruity liqueur um nice. it's almost it's almost the color of like a merlot yeah, like so that. I guess that's a blueberry, huh? Mm-hmm. I would think so. That's so cool. I would think is so. It could be the juniper, actually. Is it, is it like syrupy in, in or is it, you know, how would you describe it? It's a, a mouthfeel. Li- it's a little heavier than regular gin, maybe a little syrupy. Mm. Mm. But not, not too sweet, not too syrupy. No, it's definitely not too sweet. It's like it's just enough, and it kind of mellows the more um, gasoline flavor of yeah, of gin. some gin. Yeah, yeah, you know, some people don't take to gin, but this has a it has a fr- it has a fruity flavor. Oh, it's definitely more blueberry than it's definitely more blueberry than anything else. Nice. Although, honestly, I couldn't tell you what wild juniper tastes like. To be totally honest, don't know what that is. The only thing I know about juniper is the fairy tale, the juniper tree, oh. which is messed up. If nobody knows that story, I don't. It is, oh, allow me to regale you really fast. <laughs> I'll do the, I'll do the okay. really really fast version. Okay, so the juniper tree is about this um, stepmom and dad and two little kids. Of course, it's always an evil stepmother in these stories, and. Um, and so the dad's like, blah, 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 don't care about life, going off, see you later, and I'll be back eventually. And and the stepmom is like, man, I hate that kid. My own daughter's fine, but man, do I hate that little boy. And so she's like, little boy, little boy, come here and look in this chest. And he's like, okay, stepmother. And she slams the chest down on his neck and, se- and uh, kills him. Whoa! Right. I know. So then she's like, oh, man, I've killed him. I better make sure that my daughter thinks that he that she's the one that killed him so she sets the body back up wraps what? a scarf around the severed head weekend the bernie's da- right exactly and then so like the daughter goes over to him and she's like oh it's time for dinner and she touches him and his head falls off and she's like oh my god i've killed my brother and she's like don't worry we'll cut him into bits and stick him in the food and nobody will know it's not your fault i know your face what? is amazing right now so uh and so then the um so then the dad comes home and he's like, where's my son? I haven't seen him. And they're like, oh, he's off somewhere. And he's like, cool, let's eat dinner. And then so they're eating dinner. He's like, this is the best stew in the world. And they're like, yes, it is. It's great. So the dad eats 
his own son. And then the boy gets reincarnated as this bird who goes into town and starts singing to all these different people. And he is like, do 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 juniper tree, I'll sing for you if you give me that giant stone, and I'll sing for you if you give me this golden thing, and so on and so on. And all the people in the town are like, oh, my God, yay, little bird, it's singing. It's amazing. <laughs> so this little bird gets all the stuff, and it goes to the mom. This reincarnated kid goes to the mom, and then he's like, la, 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 juniper tree, juniper tree, juniper tree, la, 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 la. And the mom is like, it's driving me crazy. It's kind of like the raven, Edgar Allan Poe's the raven, oh, where the raven sure. drives him insane. And she, like, freaks out and then runs outside, and then the boy drops this giant stone on her, and she dies. Um, and then he turns back into a boy, and the father's like, good riddance. And then they all go in and live happily ever after. Wow. Yeah. That is really, really deeply messed up. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. And I didn't do it justice. It's, like, so much worse. But Oh, I bet. But it's great. It, it's there's um uh, the Philip Pullman, the guy who wrote his um his dark materials like the Golden Compass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He did a um a kind of a rewording of Grimm's fairy tales. And so, if anybody's interested in not reading like Grimm's fairy tales, but reading like a maybe airier, easier to read version, check his check out his retellings of the Juniper Tree. It's so good. It's wow. great. I know that is some. Yeah. 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 It's messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, Huh. Disnify that. Well, you know, disnify that Eisner. On uh, that note, I'm drinking. (laughs) 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 Oh, God, we haven't even gotten to the topic yet. I I don't even have a story for this. (laughs) I feel like I feel like I have to like pay the piper i feel like there's like i now i like i'm i have to i have to reciprocate <sighs> um i'm drinking a new belgium citradelic tangerine ipa that's great right what an, uh, yeah new belgium is doing these really cool new like experimental series of stuff um and i got a, a 12 pack uh of, of a bunch it's a couple of new ones and a couple of old ones mm-hmm. um so you got your fat tire your voodoo ranger that kind of stuff but then this is a tangerine ipa and it is a citrusy uh a citrusy but hoppy uh, ipa and that's it's actually really really good it's it's you know tangerine gives it a little bit of a different flavor than like an orange or lemon like you would get from other other citrus yep. fruits but um mm-hmm. i just had mm. a tangerine beer i just had a clown shoes and they, oh! no it was, that one was clementine it clementine. was clementine yeah it was clementine yeah. but yeah i love the citrus beers there yeah so good so yeah. so good. So and very, oh. this one's very refreshing for the summer, you know, for an IPA. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> I guess um, uh, there once was a tangerine, and it killed a bunch of people. And now we tell stories about it to our children till they'll behave and not. I don't know what the lesson of the story you just told was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, getting ch- getting children to behave is perfect. You know, that's all good. The The juniper tree one is like the beginning of the story is the passing of the seasons of the juniper tree reflect the mother's pregnancy of the boy. And then, okay. and then she gives birth and then she dies just as leaves die in winter and stuff like that. That's where the so like her death is the original is death has died to the death of the leaves on the tree. And then the stepmother comes in the spring. And so life begins anew. It's like all tied back to that moment right there but i skipped that part of the story because that's not the bit where she cuts off her stepson's sure, head with a truck sure. yeah no that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. 
That story is a little up and down. It's a little hit or miss. Um, no, through no fault of yours, uh, the telling of it. It just sounds like the story is just not the best story I've ever heard. Much like a certain film franchise that I would consider is sort of hit or miss, up and down. Certain parts are not so great, and not always, not always at the fault of uh, of the people telling the story. Star Wars. No, nope. just kidding. Everyone is one. perfect. Not Everyone's perfect. Yeah. Nope. Hold on. I'll keep going. Terminator. No, nope. everyone's perfect. Um, well, wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Frank, you're talking about, please, uh, some are up and down, some are not at the fault of the people. That means you're talking about the X-Men franchise. Sure am. Yep. I sure, sure am. Now, Frank, you are just okay with the X-Men, if I remember correctly. You're like, the X-Men are there. There's certainly people inside a comic book, and I've seen some of their work. That is true. On the whole, that is true. I have read some some X-Men stories that really, really, uh, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but on the whole, as a team, it's not my favorite team. I would much rather read the Avengers or the Justice League. Um, uh, or, uh, or or something of that of that variety. Um, those are stories that I'm just more, you know, in tune with. Uh, but the X Men, I understand the significance and the importance uh, of them, and uh, I have enjoyed the odd X Men film here and there. But the franchise has been really stop and go, and and hit or I keep coming back to hit or miss, and that really feels like the most accurate description. Uh, is is that how you would characterize it as well? Absolutely. It's very hit or miss. I think it's such an important film franchise because it's not just about like the X-Men, but X-Men really kicked off the the world of superhero filmmaking that we're still living in. Yeah. So a lot of people credit not as many as it should, but a lot of people credit Blade because that was like a oh hey, people 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 will go to this. But people most people didn't even know Blade was a Marvel film, never mind a, like a comic book character cuz he was very C-list. He never even had his own title. He was a character in Tomb of Dracula, you know, and so not until his own film where people were like, "Oh, Blade, I see." So, um and then so I I would say that X-Men is really the thing that kicks everybody off into the stratosphere. Uh and then and then it certainly died with a whimper. And that is like for such a it's almost like a great figure of history. Like it's like George Washington, you know, leads America to, you know, independence, dies of the cold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what the X-Men film franchise is. Moments of greatness and then dies with a cold. Yeah. 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 Um, It's kind of kind of Boba Fett, you know, just goes out like a chump. It does go out like a chump. Fizzles out. Due to budget constraints and studio interference, it yeah. goes out like a chump, just like Boba Fett. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, if, do you remember Do you remember seeing like the first X-Men film in theaters? Were you too young? Anything uh, like that? I, I wasn't interested at the time, frankly, because because I knew I wasn't that interested in the, in, in the franchise. I, and, and comic book movies were not yet uh, the machine that they are now. Um, oh, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't. I didn't see it in theaters. I I saw it later. Um, I think. I think the first one I really remember seeing in theaters was probably First Class. Whoa. Um, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, by the time I would have cared, because um, X one, two, and three, I was just sort of like me um, in terms of my interest level, uh, and that was 
yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. but uh, by the time we got to um, X Men Origins Wolverine, that was the one that leaked online. Yep, I remember that. Oh, so yeah. I may have may have Watch fallen that. off the back of a truck into my lap, and I could I I swear, Your Honor. And then <laughs> um, first class, I I paid good hard earned money to to go see in the theater, uh, and enjoyed immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. and it kind of goes up and down from there. But do you remember seeing the first one in theaters? Oh yeah, I was in eighth grade, I think seventh eighth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember getting dropped off at the movie theater because it came out summer vacation. So I remember getting dropped off at the movie theater at noon, like early, like dropping off an hour before the movie theater opens. There's going to be tons of lines. I got to be there. There's like maybe six people outside waiting to get in to see X. Right. 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 And so, but I, that's okay. That's better because I got in no problem. And I, it's funny. I remember, you know, that age, I grew up watching the nineties cartoon. Right. So I was, I was a big X-Men fan and still am. And so I remember watching the first one and thinking, man, whoever's playing Magneto is way too old. That's huh. like, and like, where's the relationship between Sabretooth and Wolverine? I like fanboyed on it. In like this isn't this is not good. Their costumes are dumb. Some of the dialogue is dumb, which I still hold true. It still is not okay today. But there are some really great moments in it, and because at that point, two thousand, there was nothing. So you know, take what you can get. Here's Nick Fury starring David Hasselhoff and X Men. If you don't like it, too bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I I've seen. Every single film, I remember seeing every single film in theaters, maybe more than once, depending on the depending mm-hmm. on the movie. They are definitively ranked for me. The X Men: The Last Stand is a movie that comes close to me hating just as much as Iron Man Three. Wow! Yep. La- last Stand. Last Stand. Yeah. So the something something about the third. <laughs> in these franchises, I know where they just the, go off the deep end for you. They go wow, off the deep end. Something that's for you to hate it almost as much as Sp- oh, Spider Man yeah. Three, Iron Man Three, <laughs> and X Men: yeah. Last Stand. That is really saying something. Yeah my my opinion of it has tempered over the years. So let's hold on. Let's before I get into before I get into that. Let's let's do this in order, Frank. Okay. Let's okay. go through these Fair. films in order because otherwise we're going to jump all over the place. Let's, I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna say like, let's give you a, na- a yay or a nay, whether you like it or you don't like it. Okay. And tell me why you like it or you don't like it. Okay. Or we won't have to definitively rank them, but I will ask for your definitive ranking by the end of the episode. So <laughs> Ooh. Ready. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm I start taking notes. Okay. Great. So X Men 2000, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. How does it? Is it good? Yeah. Does it? Good. Does it hold up? Let's ask that question. Ooh, does it uh, hold up? Probably not. It probably doesn't hold up against today's Marvel films or today's superhero films. It's it's real by the numbers. It's yeah. real by the numbers, but for its time, really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real by the numbers. Some things work. Some things don't. I I don't like Anna Paquin's Rogue. Obviously, Hugh Jackman's great. Patrick Stewart's great. Halle Berry's okay. Famsky Jansen as Jean Grey's not given much to do. James mm-hmm. Marston is not given much to do as Cyclops, and he's one of my faves. Ian McKellen is superb. Ray Park as Toad is good. So there's, you know, there's there's stuff that really works in it. Um, 
uh, Mystique is not given tons to do. Rebecca Romaine, I think it was Rebecca Romaine Stamos at, at the, the time, time. I think, yeah, yeah, and uh, not given tons, not given tons to do, but she really built that part into something and a career for that matter. Out of a part where she walked around naked and barely said a word, like she actually built a career out of that. So you got to give the woman credit. And she's, I mean, she has acting chops. Like, let's not, let's not neglect. That's that. what, she that's what I mean. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, people were like, "Who's this?" She's a, she's a model, and you know, and then she became an actress because of that. She plays Lois Lane uh, in the Superman animated films now. She's right. great. Yeah. No, she, she absolutely, she's, absolutely, she's is. excellent. Yeah. All right. X two, X two. Yeah. Just an for you, really. This is yeah. considered one of the best ones. Tell me I, more. Yeah. Um, um, the first three kind of, I, I don't know if it's, I think there's something about um, uh, Doherty and Harris as writers. Um, okay. Because mm-hmm. on first watch, <laughs> first, yeah. uh, <clears throat> first watch, not first class. Um, I was not the biggest fan of this film. I have, I have, um, with time come to appreciate it more. I think it's, I, I, I think it has to do, uh, with the, the third act. I feel like, sure. I feel like it, it, to say it has third act problems is probably too strong a statement, but I feel like it's, it's just not third act problems it has third act problems (laughs) uh is that anything with kevin smith what am i thinking of no that's um kumail najiani oh from beta male yep Mm -hmm. um yeah i think it's 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 just it's still kind of paint by numbers um and and it has and the third act doesn't quite bring it home for me um but i but i know that i'm not i don't have the most popular opinion of that film so i um i I think it's much better than the first one. I think it's a little slow. Uh, I don't think the. I think Brian Finger, Brian Singer's films, period, are really slow. Most of them, they're very methodical, and that doesn't always work in an action franchise. But he does juggle characters very well. Um, you know, almost everybody kind of has something to do. Um, Cyclops again has nothing to do. But when he really likes a character, like he really likes Wolverine, he really likes Magneto, and they get stuff. Yeah. And they and Hugh Jackman and Ian McKellen bring it in this film. Oh, and actually, absolutely. And um, Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler is excellent. The assault on the White House is still one of the best sequences in any superhero film. It's like it's really, really outstanding. Um, so well choreographed. The graphics hold up, and so I think it's still has uh, still earns kind of its place of its place of honor in, in good filmmaking good x-men film it's got all the things right it doesn't offend any comic storyline or sure. get people angry about things and that's that's really important especially then when they're like x-men kind of paved the way for people being okay with changes in superhero films if that makes sense you know cuz now think about it like the mcu changes stuff about superheroes all the time and their origins oh, and yeah. like when they meet in this storyline, this storyline, and people are like, Great, no problem. Most of the time. Most it took time. time. It took time for and, and honestly, these films kind of paved the way in a lot of a lot of in a lot of respects mm-hmm. for a lot of different things that we can probably get to later. But I think that's one of those things that they they were very good about sticking to like the stories you know, like the origin stories you know. Yep. Um, for the most part with these characters, because that was the expectation at the time. Yes, right, that you have to do exactly what was on 
the the page yeah. that you have to do that on screen. And that's where X-Men The Last Stand comes in, where this film, talk about complications, Brian Singer was supposed to return, and then he didn't. He went off and made Superman Returns instead, if you want to talk about deviating from the page, you know, but on retrospect, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, but also talk about a slow burn, if you want to, you know, things like that. Last Stand, directed by Brat, Brett Ratner, came in and they they mushed too much together Ugh. and and they were it was supposed to just be the phoenix it was just supposed to be dark phoenix and um i think Sigourney Weaver was even lined up to play Emma Frost and they you know like all this stuff was kind of ready to go 2 weeks before it was like now nah, let's also do this mutant cure thing that's happening in the comics right now um cuz this is when Joss Whedon's run kind of was in wow talk Love about a lot that of run yeah get yeah, really. It's actually it's a really great run. Brought back Kitty Pride and Colossus, and yeah, that's a great great X Men storyline. You want to talk about the X Men franchise being like bombarded by like male sexual predators, though? Oh God, yeah. Like all at once in this weird era of Brian Singer and Brett Ratner and Joss Whedon, all at the same time working on the X Men. Very strange. So anyway, um, talk about they. they it's a. It's a. It's a, it's one of those films where it's like it, you mushed too much stuff into one film, and then you didn't really understand the characters that you had, and then all your supplement character, supplementary characters, you were like, oh, they're mutants, they can jump high because that's what all mutants can do. No, yeah. it's it's it becomes very generic, very generic, extremely generic. Yes, that's right, that's right. I I fully agree with that. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah, so it, it it's just Simon Kinberg co-wrote that movie. Um, he sure did. He, Simon wow. Kinberg's real hit or miss. He's either yeah. he's either really on it or he's way off base. But Simon Kinberg's yeah. been involved with the X Men for a long time. Even Ke- Kevin Feige got his start on the X Men films, and That's so right. you uh, so you not could... Spider Man. I thought he started on Spider Man. I think he started on X Men. Oh, okay. Do you want to use a one look up for that? Because I not know really. he. I'm pretty sure he was like the assistant to Avi Arad at first, or something like that. And Avi had his hands in all of it. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty sure it was X Men. Okay. But um. So. But Last Stand is a film where I'll look at now and be like, look, you gave us Kelsey Grammer as Beast, and I will be eternally grateful oh, for that. Seriously, that is that is one of the best bits of casting. Uh, like, I, I, I wish we could keep Kelsey Grammer as Beast like for as long as there are X-Men movies. You know, I agree. I, it's one of I those agree. things that's just too Bring perfect. Bring them back. Like, the same way that I hope we can, in some form, uh, keep uh, J. Jonah Jameson... J.K. Simmons. as uh, Played by J.K. Simmons, yeah. That's like, right. I'm glad that they folded that into the MCU. Uh, in some way, because that was just such pitch perfect casting. It's just a shame to let it go. Yeah, there are some actors that do an excellent, superb, amazing job and can be replaced. I think Hugh Jackman is a great example of that. Yeah, Hugh he Jackman could be replaced. Is, he Hugh did Jackman a fantastic a, job, but could be replaced. He's an excellent, excellent actor. Wonderful Wolverine. Came out of nowhere to really steal that part right from under Doug Reese Scott's, you know, li- like fingers because <laughs> Mission Impossible 2 was going too long. And so he was stuck doing Mission Impossible 2. Terrible. And then so Hugh Jackman came in and did that. And so, but even, I think Doug Ree Scott said, like, he would never. No, it was almost Russell Crowe's who turned it down. Did you know Did you know this? Oh, my God, Russell Crowe as yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, so, it, so he, was, he was just, Gladiator hadn't come out yet. He had right. just, he had just wrapped Gladiator. 
and they offered him Wolverine, and he said no because he didn't want to be known as, quote, the wolf guy because Maximus in Gladiator wears, like, a wolf crest on his armor, and he has a pet wolf. And he's like, and I, and he's like, and I thought it was going to be like this thing. It was going to be this big deal for Gladiator. And then I didn't want to be known as like the wolf guy. So I turned huh. it down and he said, and nobody ever mentions the wolf thing in Gladiator ever. No. It's, that, <laughs> that is, is not... not essential to the story in any wow. way. And so he turned it down. But he did say that he would never carry it through with the grace that Hugh Jackman did. And so he said, like, I, he's like, it just it was meant to be that way. And um, he's like, I'm so happy that you know, fellow Australian Hugh Jackman was able to kind of take that and nurture it, which I thought was really. I like Russell Crowe. You know, he's yeah, so do you I. Know, yeah, I like him. A, I like him a lot. And the interview is great. I think it's Howard Stern. I would recommend looking at the interview. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it was. He would have been a great Wolverine, though, especially in that. Like, he would have been. He would have been excellent. I think it would have been hard not to see him as Russell Crowe, but he would have that's been the, excellent. That's the thing, yeah. Hugh Jackman, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a household name yet. I I Mm-mm. actually rem- I actually knew of him, um, because classic Frank. I had seen uh on PBS on great performances. There was a, a version Oklahoma. of Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma, yeah. I had yeah. seen that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had seen him in that already, and so I knew of him as like a song and dance man. And then they were like, "Yeah, this Australian guy is going to play Wolverine," and I was like, "What?" And then when he did Les Mis, people were like, "Wolverine can sing," and I was like, "Yes, that was the first thing I saw him in. He was singing yes. or something. He was singing. Yeah. He was yeah. he played Gaston on Australian Broadway." Oh, that's cool. In Beauty and the that. Beast, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's clips of it online. You can't see the whole thing, but there's a great. Um, I bet he was great. There's a oh, um, Graham Norton had. Oh, I love Graham, Graham Norton. Had Hugh Jackman and Taron Egerton and um, Luke Evans on all at once, and Luke oh, Evans played guest yeah. on in the film. Right, Taron, Taron Egerton can sing, and Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman played guest on on Broadway. So he had them do guest on together, and oh. Taron Egerton played LeFou. And that it's it's really tr- it's great. It's such good fun. Please put like I might watch it when the when we're done recording. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find that and put it in the show notes. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 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 real good. And there's rumors that Taron Egerton might be in line to ever to play Wolverine in the future. So Ooh. that means Graham Norton at one point had all three Wolverines. Right, like he would have no because cool. no because Luke Evans was never had all three. Oh no 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 that's right. Two Gastons and two Wolverines in the same place. That's what I'm trying to say. I guess, but. Oh yeah, man, good yeah. good stuff. Um, wow. Oh yeah, Luke Evans and, and Hugh Jackman's guest on Sing Off. Oh my god, yep. I cannot wait to watch this later. Ah, stop playing now. <laughs> Not right on. now. YouTube. Let's move on. So yes. then we got. So then uh, Fox was like, "Hey, what if we done? What if we did X Men spinoff films? Let's do Wolverine first because he's the most popular, and then we'll do a Magneto spinoff where he hunts Nazis." And everyone was like, "Yes, do it, God, please." Then X Men Origins Wolverine came out, and everyone was like, "Please, God, stop! What are you doing? Please, why? Do you, why do you hate us? Why are you ruining characters that we love and have made you so so much money?" Um, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because this we is just... also the era. Because if the X-Men is known for one thing, it's not paying attention to continuity in the comics, which is hilarious because the movies also don't pay attention to their own continuity. And I think that is just kind of the best. Like, it's not any other superhero franchise 
that like demolishes its own internal continuity like the X-Men franchise and the X-Men comics on the same on the same level. And I I love that. There's actually a great podcast if you want to link it. It's called Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men X hyphen Explain the X-Men. Oh, and they funny. literally go through every era of the X-Men explaining the continuity. And they're almost up to 300 episodes now. They've been wow. going a long time. Yeah, they're out of Oregon, and they're soup. The episodes are super fun, and you don't have to have read the issues to have a good time listening. Oh, that's Would good. Recommend. I like that. All right. Uh, yes, this mm-hmm. is going to show notes right now. Would recommend. I think it used to be called Rachel and Miles Explain the X Men, um, and so now and now it's Jay and Miles Explain the X Men. Gotcha. In case anyone gets confused, X Men Origins Wolverine leave Schreiber a saber tooth. Really solid. Yeah. Surprisingly, you I I wouldn't have thought so. But yeah, actually, that's, quite good. that stuff. Mm-hmm, that stuff is that stuff's good. Actually, even Taylor Kitsch says Gambit, not terrible. There's some actual I, good stuff in there. I think this movie got a worse rap than it deserved. It's not a very good movie, um, but it got it's, a worse rap than it deserved. It's definitely watchable, and it's certainly yeah. more watchable than a lot of comic book films out there, even modern yeah. comic book films like X Men Origins Wolverine. Not terrible. It's not great. It's not it's not Logan or anything like that, but you know, it's it's not Infinity War or Endgame or anything like that. But you know, it's 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 not terrible. It's really Deadpool that kills that movie. That's the bit yeah. that's not good. Yeah. Deadpool is where Deadpool's where it fails, but that's okay. Getting to what I assume is your favorite one. X Men First Class. It's so good. Yes, it's my favorite one. It's so good. It's so, so good. The, it's so good. This <sighs> is the Matthew Vaughn. It's like a bit of like a reboot, but not really. It's a hey, what's the origin of the X Men? It's and it's the this was also timeline, right? Yeah, kinda. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We can. We can, well, yes. It's like the X Men ignoring their own continuity to then reshift their continuity again with Days of Future Past, but. X Men First Class. Going to see this, and th- I remember seeing this in theaters, and I walked out and said, "This is one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen," and I still think that's true. It's so fun. It's so good. Everybody is spot on. It's pitch perfect casting. It. This was the X Men Origins Magneto movie that turned itself into a whole X Men film. Yeah, because they were going to do a whole set of X Men Origins, one character at a time, and Wolverine was the first one because he's the most popular character. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably, but uh, they they yeah kind of pivoted this from Magneto to what we now know as First Class, and oh my god, how it's so good, it's so freaking good. Um, and and written by uh, Ash Miller and and Zach Stentz, who I think the same year as Thor came or the year after Thor came out, they were on a roll. They wrote Thor. 2011 is, ooh, I don't know when Thor came out. I think out. Thor came out 2010. 20, I'll use my lookup for that one. That one I'm willing to 2010. To I think they were pretty much on a roll, Zach Stentz. Good for Zach Stentz. Thor is 2011, yeah. Yeah, So, okay. so yeah, same year. Uh, they wrote both those films. Fantastic blockbuster, A-plus, like critically acclaimed films, both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so good. So, so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think... X-Men First Class succeeds on its... I mean, the story's fine, and it's good. Actually, it's really good, and it's fun. The story succeeds on its casting. It's so strong. I think it's even stronger than the original. It's stronger than the original films. I would... Oh, yeah. I think that's no contest for me. It is far stronger. And I don't... I think even so, like, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are fantastic in their roles, 
honestly, I think James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender are better. They bring a different energy. Um, yes. They, they bring more, maybe possibly more charisma. Um, yep. It's a different, it's a, I mean, Patrick Stewart, and Ian McKellen were already in their 50s and 60s when first class, when for, when the X-Men came out. So, and now you're talking, you know, it's young blood, basically. It's young, it's real young energy, but man, do they have screen charisma. Oh, they have boy. like movie star charisma. And that, yeah. yeah. And I think like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen have like talented charisma, if oh, that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Because they're great and I love them. But McAvoy and Fassbender have movie star plus talent charisma. It's I a different. Say, it, yeah. it it is different. It is a, it's a different kind of um, energy they bring. I want to say that they brought more passion, maybe for 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 these roles, and or they 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 inhabited the roles uh, more fully um, in a way that Stewart and McKellen maybe didn't take it as seriously because it was a comic book film and they were sort of like not 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 sold on the seriousness of it well um I, um I don't think that's actually true because i mean i i mean because um Stuart came from star trek you know yeah, it's not that's like he doesn't true. have yeah, he doesn't yeah. have a history with sci-fi and, and of course mckellen yeah mckellen i mean i mean he did gandalf yeah like he it was x-men and then he immediately went and did gandalf and before that he was in stuff like the shadow and everything like you know so he's not like uh I suppose opposed to fantasy sci-fi type of things. There's just such a different energy to the to, to first class that is is hard to quantify. But it's so it's such a fantastic film. In some ways, what I think part of that energy is is how far superhero films ha- came in that eleven years. That's right. I think that's a, I think that's a really big I think that's a really big part of it. Where and what they're allowed to do. I mean, heck, even like what Fassbender gets to do as Magneto is just cooler than what ian mckellen's scripts called for and as much as like he's a great as much as he's a good magneto fassbender's like i'm hunting nazis in the first one right that's awesome i'm gonna take a knife and fly through the air and stab this guy and come back and stab the guy in the hand after i took it out of his hand to stab that guy like yep oh it's cool it's cool and then he shows up at the end and the helmet is purple and he's wearing the red garb suit and like oh it's just so cool i'm gonna watch it soon it's such an exciting movie you know it gets you Mm -hmm. excited um in in a way that i don't think many of the previous films really do no i agree i agree i think that's a matthew vaughn energy because he's oh yeah he's real good about like bringing you into the bringing you into the feels i think you're right i think you're absolutely right i think but i also think i i think that the the writing really did a lot too i think that it really really um there's a lot of character moments and there's a lot of just Oh, they 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 really they really brought the characters to life and made them feel more real. Um, but yeah, all right. So that's so that's first class, first class. Um, and then there was the, and then there's the Wolverine, which is, I think it actually, I think it's good. The third act falls a little bit off the rails, but the majority of it, it's cool. It's cool. It's Wolverine fighting ninjas in Japan. Like it's, yeah, it's, pretty, it's fun. It's got a kind of a low grade energy to it though like it almost yeah. needs like it needs like an adrenaline boost which is saying something considering he's on like a bullet train at one point yeah it's it, i i feel that though i feel that that low energy you know darren aronofsky was first tapped to f- direct this film mm-hmm. um i would have really liked to have seen what that lo- would have looked like i think that would have been a very interesting to have like an auteur 
um, director come in and do something like that? Well, The Wolverine is directed by James Mangold, who is not exactly your big blockbuster director. You know, he's like he directed. He also directed Logan. Logan. Which so, I, we'll get there, but oh, man. right. But I mean, James Mangold is Walk the Line, oh, Girl I, Interrupted, I, I, another, you know, uh, yeah, uh, three Walk the Line, one of my all-time favorite films. So yeah. don't, don't. I, I'm not bagging on on James Mangold, but mm-hmm. um, the film didn't have the energy that I wanted. No, it feels a little bit like Mangold versus Studio. You know, like you can kind That's of feel what it that. Feels like yeah, and when the studio allowed him to maybe make Logan the way he wanted to make it. That's when it became something because the the man gold stuff I think in the Wolverine really works, and when it's like studio, like we got to make a comic book movie, that's when it doesn't work. And yeah, so it's it's hard for me to tell what's what. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so it's it, yeah. So it's it's good, but not it's good, but not great. Yeah, but no, it is fine. great. But no, it is great though. X Men Days of Future Past. That's solid. It's so solid it, it is crisis on infinite earth before crisis on infinite earth yes that's right bring yeah. them all bring them all together make it awesome everybody brings their game every single person is so freaking good my god mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean like this it, it it continued the momentum from uh first class in my book yes i agree even for a brian singer film it continued the momentum yeah that's right that's mm-hmm. right. Which, as we talked about before, sometimes his films are, are slow plotted, and but but this really and oh and also Simon P- Kinberg involved in this film. I uh, wrote this film, but it's just fantastic, uh, fantastic um, blending of the worlds. Peter Dinklage, mwah. Oh, ma, to, to Peter Dinklage, Chef's I agree. Kiss. Chef's kiss to Peter Dinklage. Actually, you know what? Real kiss, right on the lips. Give it to me. You wow. know, All right. real. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. just because he's Peter Dinklage. I think the, I think it's it's one of the best, if not the best, of the franchise, and it's just it's solidly plotted, it's well acted, it looks beautiful, everybody works. They try to bridge the gap a little bit, you know, like McKellen. I mean, um, Fassbender and McAvoy do Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen accents as opposed to their own in First Class. They try to bridge it a little bit more, and did uh oh, the Quicksilver scene. Mm. Oh man. It's like Nightcrawler level. It's got same like you know what that Brian Singer does that really well. He does like that like he thinks about that particular moment so well. Like what? How can I showcase this character? Yes, he does. He does. He's very good at. He's very good at character moments and mm-hmm. bringing them really bringing them to life in vivid, vivid, yep. visual ways. Yes, he is. It's yeah. excellent. Speaking of vivid and visual, Deadpool is I next. Loved, oh my yeah. god. I think you could check out. We did an episode on Deadpool because we were certainly recording by the time that Deadpool yeah. came out. So yeah, and we saw it together. We did. So you can check out our Deadpool episode to hear more about Deadpool. How we bow at the feet of Deadpool. I, I think Deadpool is great. Deadpool's not a, a favorite character of mine. I, you know what I mean. Like I enjoy when he's there, but I don't seek him out. But I, I love me some Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. He was able to redeem himself not just for his crappy, um. Not his choice, but crappy Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine, but also his crappy Green Lantern, also probably not his choice. So, yeah, you know, they made made fun of Green Lantern in the opening credits of Deadpool. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. It's so good. I love a good meta story. You know that I love good meta references. And so I'm I'm there for Deadpool. It's I mean, the story itself, like if you take out the jokes, if you take out the fourth wall breaking and things like that, it's really just okay. It's It's very okay. It's very A to B. 
But you want to talk about a film that knows how to hide its budget. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's where the genius of Deadpool is. It was made for like something like $80 million, which is nothing for an action film, particularly by the time that Deadpool came out. You're talking like movies spent up to $300 million on on an action film, and you have Deadpool for $80 million, and it blows everybody out of the water. It makes almost a billion dollars. It made like 10 times that, yeah. Yeah, they get almost made $800 million at the box office. First, One of the first successful rated R um, comic book films, if not the really most successful. It definitely is the most successful, I should say. But um, and then and then Fox kind of screws the pooch and they come out with X Men Apocalypse, which in for my money, not actually terrible. I think it's just very generic. This is where I've coined the it would have been great in nineteen ninety five. Yes, that's this that that's what this that's what this was. That's what this was. But by the standards of today didn't Doesn't, quite hit the mark. That's right. You know, it's funny because Brian Vaughn, director of X-Men First Class, pitched Days of Future Past. He pitched three films, and he was like, we're going to do First Class, and then we're going to do X-Men in, like, my version of the X-Men, fully formed, and then we're going to do Days of Future Past as the end. And Fox was like, we love Days of Future Past. Let's do that next. And Brian Vaughn was like, uh, Matthew Vaughn was like, but, um, but, but where will you go? from there there's nowhere to go that's the end of the franchise like that's it it caps off and they're like we'll figure it out sir you don't understand um money right but that oh i understand but that's what gives that's where we get apocalypse and dark phoenix is because fox was like no 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 days of future past now we don't want just an x-men film we have those right but oh it's just what could have been what could have been had they had the patience to let it build it they may have had something really really great they would have had something for my money that is still continuing. They could have really, I, yep. Well, I mean, I so. I'm sure. The, I mean, the the merger with Disney and everything kind of would like put that, you know, that would. But it's such an still. important film franchise to just like flop at the end with some excellent actors. It's really sad. Um, but what they didn't do, they listened to their instincts and they let James Mangold back and they did Logan. Nice cap off. See, they they capped off Wolverine the way they should have capped off the X Men. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll, I'll, yeah, uh, I I would not have been upset if they had let the like barring Deadpool two, which we'll talk about in a second. I would not have been upset if they had sort of let the X Men franchise end with Logan. And it's been like we're flashing forward to the future, and this is the end of this yeah. timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Deadpool is sort of a pocket universe, uh, not a use to pocket universe, but it's a different character in the same timeline. It's fine to tell his stories separately. But I would have been fine with letting that go. Yep, just, I, just let that I, be the good send off for, for those characters. Completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. It, it really is a, it is a really well made film. Not even just a comic book film. It's just a really well made film. And I think, I think that even actually the Deadpool films don't take place in the timeline of Logan because Logan's in the future. So right, heck, right. you could make. Deadpool's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and still not have reached Logan. It wouldn't really matter. So that's what man, I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Again, you could check out our Logan episode for for more Logan love. Um, you know, famous actor Logan Love, and <laughs> uh, and then so Deadpool two, which I don't think is nearly as good as Deadpool. In fact, I was disappointed by Deadpool two. I think it's very much like a celebratory clap on the back for for itself. It's like, yeah, we're funny. We it's, still, it we, was we, fun. We make it, we make films. I remember liking it more than you did, and I probably still do like it more than you did. But it, I thought it was fun. Um, 
I, I see I see your point, and I see where you're coming from on that. Um, I think it was fun, it, but you're right. It was not. It did not come up to the level of Deadpool one, um, and it certainly doesn't rise to the level of a lot of these other films either. Mm-mm. Nope, not even close. And then we hit Dark Phoenix, which you did not see, which I did see. So I'll wrap this up fairly quickly. It's not as bad as the reviews say it is. It's like X Men Origins Wolverine. It's not as is bad. it in that really? Okay, it's not. No, it's actually pretty good. And in some ways, it's actually a good wrap up to the franchise. Not great wrap up, not Logan wrap up or Days of Future Past wrap up, but it it's pretty good. It's it, it's pretty good. It's well acted. People. The story is cohesive. It definitely suffered from... It definitely, in some ways, suffered from rewrites because the scrolls were supposed to be in it, and then Captain Marvel came out, and they and they went, oh, no. So they changed the name of the scrolls to a different alien in the Marvel Universe that first appeared in the Avengers comic, ironically. And then... They can do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can use an Avenger? Okay. Yeah, I think at that point they were like, whatever, it's Disney now. It doesn't matter. I guess that's true. Yeah, and... um. And so they, so it, things kind of got reshuffled, it, kind of in the way that the last stand got reshuffled, and there, okay. it, then so then it kind it suffers from different problems, but also kind of the same problems. But if you're a fan of the franchise, you should see it kind of wrap up because you know what McAvoy still brings it, Fastbender still brings it, and then ultimately, and that's what's most important in the new face of the X Men. That's movies. true. That's true. I, I'll watch it at home, but I honestly, the reviews were so disappointing, and I'm already so hot and cold on the franchise that I was sort of like, you know what? That's fine. I'll just, I'll catch it on HBO, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I think catching it on HBO would be just fine, but yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as bad. Actually, I think it's a little bit better than Apocalypse, honestly. It's got some, it's actually got the X Men. It's actually got the X Men working as a team, like a really cohesive team, and that's real fun to see because we don't really see that in many of the films. They're kind of individuals who have powers who are the X Men, but this one you see them working together. This is the stuff we've practiced, guys. Okay. Let's do it, and that that is kind of worth it to me. You are validating my choices though, because you know what I did with Apocalypse? Not caught it. on HBO. Oh yeah, catch it on HBO. <laughs> so <laughs> catch it on the bow. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, catch it on the bow. Yeah, catch yeah. it on the bow. All right, yeah. so Frank, so let's kind of let's let me give uh, give me your give me your ratings. Give me the what are the best ones? What are the worst ones? Okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna on the fly here. I'm gonna attempt this. So I'm gonna say first class, uh, first class, then days of future past, then. X Men two thousand, then no wait sorry Logan goes with X Men two thousand, uh and then uh then X Men two thousand then Deadpool then X two Last Stand X Men Origins Wolverine the Wolverine Deadpool two, uh Apocalypse, and I haven't seen Dark Phoenix so that's that's off my list. Wow the. X Men Origins Wolverine is before the Wolverine for you. That's that was my big takeaway from yeah. The, I didn't from like the Wolverine list. very much. That is crazy. Like I, I love, said it was slow. I, love that. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't really do it for me. No, I kind of love that. Go go with your gut. I like. Yeah. That. Mm, I d- like I said. I, I I didn't care for that film, and I thought that Origins was 
underrated. Not not like it was a fantastic film, but I think people got distracted because of the leak, and they got to see it in a different environment than a not-controlled environment, and the effects weren't done yet. Do you remember that? The effects were not done? Yeah, I mean, arguably, oh. they weren't done when I watched the film either. Uh, but well, that's I, the thing is that it, yeah. Yeah, it didn't improve that much, but, but I, we saw an incomplete product first. Um, and for some people, that's all they saw, and that's like not fair. It's it's not it's not a fair comparison. It was it was just okay, but like if it had just been just okay and didn't have the leak, and you'd saw it, seen it on a big screen first, I feel like people would have had a different a different uh, um, opinion of it. So I give it a little bit of a you know uh, I give it uh, the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Gavin Hood is the director of that film, and I if people because people really talk about the movie as being like not great. But they never really talk about Gavin Hood, and I think that's great because they, because he's not a terrible director. It's definitely a studio film, more than more than a than a director's film. And I would encourage people to check out Eye in the Sky, starring Helen Mirren and Alan Rickman, if they want a good example of Gavin Hood being a good director. That's my. He did Ender's Game. Yeah, which is also not great studio okay. film. Definitely not great. Book is amazing. Yeah, I book. like the book book's great oh i didn't know you have read ender's game frank i love ago. ender's game i've read it like at maybe five times i oh, love i love ender's game i like it i like it a lot i didn't like it that much but i like it i like it a lot i used to teach it so i think oh to be right fair. that's right yeah, so yeah, yeah, i used to be yeah. i used to teach it so anyway all right here's my definitive here's my definitive ranking that'll probably change one day but who's to say x-men first class x-men days of future past logan x2 x-men deadpool dark phoenix the Wolverine, wow. X-Men Apocalypse, Deadpool 2, X-Men The Last Stand, and X-Men Origins Wolverine. Wow. Uh, I did not expect Dark Phoenix to be that high in the list. That's my big takeaway. Yeah, I told you. It's like it's not as bad as people say it is. And I, yeah. I think it does justice to some characters that I – like it does justice to Cyclops. And out of, of 12 movies, I really needed to see that because he's like my top three X-Men and yeah. honestly, I would have a like, and my second one is like Magneto, who's not really an X Men. Sometimes he is, not, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. So I like, I needed to see that. And I think that's why it kind of sits a little bit higher. I was like, justice for Cyclops. That's that was important to me. So, justice, hashtag justice for Cyclops. Hashtag justice for Cyclops. So, which I still don't think is exactly there yet, but it's it's as close as I've gotten in that franchise. So that puts it at a high risk. And I don't find it boring the way that I would find, say, Wolverine, the Wolverine Apocalypse, Deadpool 2, Last Stand is infuriating, Origins is infuriating, but it has some good moments. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a good, as you know, I'm a good moment guy. You know, watch you are. For, watch it for Leif Schneider's Sabretooth. He Schreiber's Sabretooth. He's excellent. He is. He, yeah. He did a history channel. He narrated a history channel or he hosted a history channel history of comic book thing back in the oh. like right around the time that, that came out, which is an excellent condensed history of comic books. It's all on YouTube, would recommend. Um, I will find the link and send it to you. This is a filled with links episode. There's so many links. You know Check what? The show notes, man. Beautygeek.com. Yes. We're gonna Slash. post it. We're gonna link a picture of Link just to you know from Zelda <laughs> just to 
just to cap it all off. What's the what's the address where we check it out? Thoughtbubbleaudio.com or beerwithgeeks.com. Beerwithgeeks.com slash two seven one would be the easiest way to get to it. Two seventy one this episode number. Cool. All right, Frank. Well, you can also find us on beerwithgeeks.com and Facebook.com and gmail.com and twitter.com at beerwithgeeks and thoughtbubbleaudio.com to check out all of our thoughtbubble audio shows. Patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio to give us some money to the show to talk about more things like the Spider-Man franchise. Let's do that one next. Where are the Spider-Man Ooh. films? Let's do Spider-Man next. Yeah. Yeah, we could. We could. We definitely could. Um, I have very strong opinions on that, too. So we can <laughs> Oh, don't we all? Don't we all? Excellent. All right. Well, Frank, I think I said all the things where the people can find us and the things and the whatever else. So do you have any final thoughts on the X-Men? Eh. Good for you. Great. Yeah. I look forward to seeing uh I look forward to seeing the MCU take on the X-Men eventually when they get folded in to the continuity because I think that that will probably be, you know, I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but I think that will probably be an X-Men portrayal that will make the most people happy i agree and i i honestly don't want to see it for a long time same I want, same i can wait i can wait give it some time I, I want to see other heroes and sequels for those heroes first i want to see justice for the fantastic four before long before i see justice for x-men because the fantastic four have yet to have a really good film and the x-men have several so i'm fine to let them sit out for a while no mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm. the x-men are a universe to themselves and so they don't really need to be part of the MCU in any immediate manner. But, Frank, yeah. this was wonderful. This is a really long episode. So to you, I say cheers. Cheers. <laughs>